Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive special offers and take advantage of great promos for the big game and the upcoming college basketball tournament. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older, and present in a state where win bet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too, 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. Mm. The divisional round of the 2023 NFL playoffs is in the books. We're going to recap it today. What went wrong for the teams whose seasons just ended? What went right for the four teams remaining? Dive into a little Miller Lite mentions off of this weekend. And we do a brief look ahead to the conference championship matchups. Y'all please enjoy this show. We've got plenty coming down the pipe the rest of the week. Wednesday's show, the Freak Show on Friday, and our Amp Show Thursday afternoon. Today, guys, remember the song by Jamie O'Neill, There Is No Arizona? I don't know it. You don't know the song? No, play it. We got to hear it. I want to hear it. He promised her a new and better life out in Arizona. There is no Arizona. Yes, yes, yes. No painted desert, no Sedona. There was... Your Grand Canyon. You're thinking of Heads Carolina, Tails California. No, uh, that's, uh, that's Joe DiMassino. Yeah. 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 I you like really that don't song. remember that song? I It's an objectively terribly it. produced song. I went back and listened to it this morning. It was Jamie O'Neill. And there is no Arizona. There is no Arizona for, for two teams that uh, woke up this weekend thinking that they could be Super Bowl champions, but they can't. In the Sonoran. In it's the Sonoran over. Desert. Yeah, in the Sonoran Desert. But it doesn't exist. And we're going, Kyle. We are. We're going to be in Arizona. I don't think Macon's going. Any other Greenlight listeners out there in Arizona, if you see us wandering through the desert, maybe offer some water. You know, it's been cold here. It's a lot hotter out there. Some marijuana. I didn't um, say that. I didn't say that. Hey, housekeeping, real quick. Sean Glennon listens to this pod. I love Sean Glennon. Our guy, Sean Glennon. My favorite Hokie. Former Hokie. <laughs> Um, good dude. He Nova texted guy. me uh, this weekend and was like, "Dude, I, I I listen to your pod, which is always like, just admit that like earlier, you know? <laughs> like if you listen to my pod, like tell me, like immediately. Don't let me ramble on not knowing that you're listening." Uh, but he was like, "Hey, nice job on the Jag score," and I had totally forgotten this, but we nailed it on the fucking button, twenty-seven twenty. You're just on a heater. Yeah, we're on a heater. We're on a heater. Can you uh? You gamble. Yeah. Can you gamble exact scores? I guess you can. I think you can. I need yeah. to do it more. Yeah. yeah. Especially for like the Super Bowl, you can. I need to do it more. So shout out to Sean Glennon. 
And uh, shout, shout out, out to Mike Glennon too. Shout out to Mike Glennon as well, who's still who's still getting calls. He was uh, raking it in, dude. Yeah. So remember um, when Sean Glennon was at a uh, played at Georgia Tech? They had forgotten his jersey. He had to wear a yes. Georgia Tech jersey. Yes. Did he transfer? No, no, no. no. Tech played they at Georgia Tech. They literally forgot their jersey. Okay, yeah, yeah. So or they had maybe to it was go stolen. and get the numbers from their equipment room and sew it on. Yeah. Oh, it was terrible. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> I think they might <laughs> have even horrible. written the back nameplate on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It that, was like when somebody stole MJ's jersey and he had to wear, like, number Isn't that 22. Amazing? That's hideous. They pasted over the Georgia Tech and then wrote Glennon, capital G, <laughs> lowercase, every other letter. That is Sharpie. so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Comic Sans. Fuck. <laughs> Oh, that's ridiculous. <gasps> oh, that's bad, dude. Uh, I Georgia Tech jersey is bad-looking jersey anyways. Yeah. That was when they were Russell Athletic. Now they're <laughs> New Balance. Yeah. <laughs> I might be Boston College. Georgia um, Tech's Adidas now. Yes. Yeah, so shout Reggie out. Balls, Yellow Jackets? Yes. Yeah. He's yeah. a baller. Yeah. Shout out to Sean Glennon. Uh, guys, important question here. Um, well, I want to alert you of something. If Brock Purdy... Wins the Super Bowl, he gets to go to Disney World, right? Yeah. Mm. Uh, or Disneyland. I'm has not sure to, which one it is. Gets to, yeah. yeah. Gets to, has to. But he, uh, does he have to be the Super Bowl MVP or just win it? I feel like somebody recently has shoot it and yeah. somebody else went. I think it typically goes to the MVP. Though. Well, here's yeah. the deal if somehow he finds his way um, into the MVP conversation on Super Bowl Sunday, he could go to Disney World twice because Mr. Relevant goes to Disney wow. World. So Uh-oh. the question I have for y'all is would you take two trips? Or would you do like a week at Disney World? He hasn't taken like double the, up the Mr. Relevant trip. So he hasn't, hasn't cashed in on his Mr. I don't Relevant think he's trip. cashed in on that trip yet. Stack it up, or right? maybe upgrade the room. Don't go for a longer duration, but just have the most elite room at Disneyland. Yeah. I'm spending a week. The Mickey Mouse suite. I'm trying everything. Like I told these guys last night, I'm gonna have Mickey Mouse bringing me room service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sampling all the pools, unlimited Mickey Mouse petting zoo, rubbing time. the shoulders. Yeah. No state income tax. So if he gets paid for all of his appearances down there, he's he's cool. Yeah, he's clear. Okay. You yeah, guys know double what, it up. You guys know what Minnie's name is? Minnie Mouse. Minerva. Really? Wow. Yeah. You're full of interesting information. I what's, think it is. What's Mickey's government name? Mickelson. <laughs> not <laughs> Phil. Not true. Um, all right, we're going to roll into America's team. Speaking of America's teams, I had a realization last night. Jim Nance should have run for president. He has a president face. He has a president voice. He does. I just think he could have saved our country at some point. Now, I love what he's doing in the booth. He's very important to us. But don't you think he could have run for president? Yeah. It's like he could have played a president in a, in a movie or a TV show at least. He's, he's probably one of those, um, hey, I like your social issues and all, but I also like small government. <laughs> you think? Yeah. That's how you think. Highly, highly electable. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. People have heard a lot more of him talking than our probably the last two presidents combined because we watched so much uh, sports. The one before the, the one before one did a lot I of heard, talking. They've hidden the last. The last one, ironically, has talked less. Uh, <laughs> current one, yeah, yeah it's the current word, one, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, the last one. so yeah, I just I, I don't know why I realized that, but I got some America's teams. Okay, Still go can, ahead. By the way, what that Still he could run. run for president? Yeah, yeah. yeah. As, we, as you might have known, there's no yeah, uh, there's no age, age limit ceiling. <laughs> we got to start with San, San Francisco 49ers. Um, their brand of football defensively is so physical. It's uh, what draws people to the game of football. Really, primarily, is people like to see hits, big hits. They all fly around. They've got superstars, but then at the center of it is the uh, juxtaposition of Mr. Irrelevant, who we were just talking about, and this storybook 
storyline that we've watched, uh, I think it's seven, eight in a row now. Um, Brock Purdy has a chance to do something that nobody's ever done. And yeah, they're my number one America's team. Number two America's team, the Bengals. I love Joe Burrow. I think that Joe Burrow is the archetypical quarterback. I think that if there is ever going to be a Brady comparison from an intangible standpoint, we're looking at him. Um, And this guy could be even better because he's more athletic uh, and he has better weapons as it currently stands. My number three America's team is the Philadelphia Eagles. My God, they were impressive. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm scared for everybody who has to play them. Uh, I, I really believe that both AFC and NFC, the Eagles, are a force to be reckoned with. And how smart does Howie Roseman look right now? Oh, he looks real smart. I mean, he's just the smartest guy. Yeah, fell into Jalen Hurts, you know, fleeced the Titans for A.J. Brown. Swindling. You know, bringing in all these free agent pieces that have played a big role for them. Number four, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, this, is a, this is a shocker. Number four, Kansas City Chiefs. But five. Five is going to be a clip. Yeah. They're pretty awesome, yeah. the Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes watching him go down. It was like watching a relative get rolled up mm-hmm. the other day during mm-hmm. the game. But uh, shout out to Chad Henney. You got a backup plan. What's more American than having a plan B? And it works. Uh, but then your plan A comes back and has an absolute dominant game. Number five, the one you've all been waiting for, kickers. Ah. Oh. We all feel for kickers. Obviously, Mr. Marr had a, a troublesome last few weeks, and uh, last night it continued on. But then you look at the other sideline, Robbie Gold. They 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 call timeout at one point in the game where there's like a you know a, a delay in the action. Robbie has to go back to the sideline. Yes. And what you see is a guy who has so much experience in controlling what he can and that's his process and i think a lot of it stems from him playing golf yes uh you know sometimes you got to step off step away from the ball and reset um and in in the nfl obviously there's timeouts there's procedural penalties tv timeouts you have to wait to hit the ball sometimes credit to robbie for going to the sideline um and resetting and then when you see charlie brown them and then when you see brett yeah he did he pulled it out Mm -hmm. and then when you see brett when there's a delay in the action he almost looks like he doesn't know what to do he just walks around you know when you're at a party and you don't know who to talk to? That was that. Yeah, you kind of float. Number five. Okay, that's good. Four of those I didn't see coming. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's that time of year. <laughs> it might be time to downsize America's teams, as suggested. America's team. Yeah. In the offseason. In the offseason. Yeah. Hey, for me, let's go to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, okay, yeah? good, yeah, yeah. The Temple Owls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Winners of six of eight. They got number one Houston on, on Sunday. They got them 56-55. Uh-huh. Kelvin Sampson said the Kooks had a bad day. Now, Temple's 12-9, and nine, but just goes to show you anything can happen in, in the greatest sport we have, college basketball. Number two. You believe that? Yeah, I love college yeah. hoops. Yeah. Okay. NFL for me, probably two as my love for college football dwindles by the second. Uh, the United States of America uh, is number two. And I'll tell you why. There are three American men still in the uh, Aussie Open. We're to the quarters, and there are three American men still playing. Love that. Also, Jessica Pagula is still playing on the women's side. She is a progeny of Buffalo Bills owners, oh, the Pagulas. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, good for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, she's the three seed. She's amazing. And finally, a lot of pressure the, on her this the, week. Do you think the they'd USA? rather the Bills yeah. win the Super Bowl or her win the Australian? Great question. A lot of pressure on her this Super week. Super Bowl. She's, yeah. we, she's wearing a three on her skirt. Like for to she hasn't lost the Australian Open kids. four times. Uh-huh. She hasn't lost the Australian Open four times in a row. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Mm. 
And, uh... Oh, she's got Coco? So that means there's still two American women in the Coco Golf. Open. Okay, sick. Um, and, uh, hey, um, time zones, I, I don't know... I, uh, I don't know what to do with them. I just want to make a point that that game ending at 9.45 p.m. Eastern time last night was delightful. Awesome. Yes. Which... Would 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 put us in the mountain time zone because the game started at six thirty. If if normal primetime game started at eight thirty, yeah. So that's like your Denver. Yeah. But for everything starting at seven, that means it would be five. That's a little too early. Yeah. So I still think the ideal Midwest. window is the central yeah. central Chicago, time zone. Chicago, Illinois hasn't figured out. And I would like to now rank uh, my five most trendy um, American cities in the central time zone. These are on all the lists. Is list Austin of, in the of, central hey, time zone? Yeah. 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 This is cliche cities mm -hmm. in the central time zone. Five, Minneapolis. I'll keep it moving. Four, New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Three, Chicago. Mm -hmm. Two, Austin. One, Nashville. Yeah. Trendy, yeah. though. You know, Chicago. People have been living there a lot oh, for yeah. a long time. It's one of those, uh, it's a classic yeah. that remains fresh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Chicago. Number three, Boston Celtics, winners of nine in a row. They're a little dinged up, but they're 35 and 12, for goodness sake. First in the East, let me read you the top five teams in each conference. Might surprise you. Read them. Celtics, Sixers, Bucks, yeah. Nets, Cavs, hmm. West, Nuggets, Grizzlies, Kings, yeah. yep. Pelicans. Kings? Cavs. The Kings. Are what are the Kings the doing? Were they supposed to be tanking? Uh, no, they traded for uh, Sabonis. They're good. Okay. It's a bonus. Is that Arvidas' son? Yeah. Yeah, wow. progeny. I'm of. a fan of the Kings. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh -huh. Keegan Murray. Yeah. Uh, De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sabonis has a kid. And he's playing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Number four, the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Joey Burr is what I call him. Ice cold. Shiesty. They got Moxie. I love that team. And this is a this is what I uh I I think I've decided I'd like for the Super Bowl to be. Cincinnati and my fifth America's team. The Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, it'd be a hell of a game. Uh, they're a fun club. Bully ball, as you noted, Chris, on Saturday night when I was with you in corporate Scott. That was cool. At, yeah, we got a bar. Yeah. Yeah. Turned out I wasn't that drunk. I was just pretty high. You yeah. Know, I turned to you and I said, I'm not drinking anymore. I'd only had like four or five drinks. Well, I don't know if you said you were drunk. You just said you weren't completely yeah i wasn't lucid i wasn't said, myself I, know, but, but, yeah, I was i was kind of in that mode yeah yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. got a burger at jack brown that was me during the giants game yep yeah but we got to see uh um, it was good to see you good to see you too kind of forgot about that you forgot that i was there <laughs> it was a little hazy at yeah that point. no no problem um eagles 38 to 7 a laugher yeah. going away yeah america's teams Okay, America's teams. Penn State, number one. There we go. Congratulations, yeah. Marcus Hagens. Y'all got a great one. You got a great, great coach and a great person in Marcus Hagens. He was the uh, associate head coach at Virginia, and he has moved on to Penn State to coach the wide receivers. Man, this is a big-time job yep. and a big-time program. We talk about Penn State with San Francisco all the time. They're one of those teams that can make that playoff leap. Yeah, we'll catch them in the playoff this yep. year. So I know Virginia will miss him. Uh, and he is an awesome coach. He deserves it. He's yeah, a great person. America's teams, that wide receivers room at Penn State. At, at Penn State, the wide receivers room for sure. They're not Happy Valley. They're ecstatic Valley. Right. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to go Cincinnati Bengals, and for two reasons. Number one, for beating Vegas, okay, because a bunch of people were on yep. the Bengals. It almost felt like uh, it was the square pick, but it turned out Vegas was the square. Uh, I didn't know what Vegas was doing initially, maybe suggesting to people that there was a reason that you should take the Bills at minus five all week, 
but people didn't jump at it. That they took the Bengals. We talking about um, you know, I, I think one of the biggest reasons they're America's team this week, actually the initial reason they landed on my list was respecting outdoor football. Mm. The Bengals saved us from the NFL using next week as a test case for something they want to do in the future. You know, money like ball. Uh, money ball. Like, let's just put these. I mean, uh, Andrew Brandt was talking about this. There were a couple guys on Twitter tweeting about this. The fact that the NFL uh, could use a game at Mercedes Benz Dome between the Bills and the Chiefs as kind of, oh, look how much money we made. And then you never know because once the NFL tastes the, the green, they, they don't come off of it. And so the, the Bengals saved us from having to watch a sterile neutral site game and we're going to be at, at, at Arrowhead because the Bengals handled their business so thank you to the Cincinnati Bengals um, Kansas City and Jacksonville wives Tammy Reed and Jeannie Peterson mm, mm. I don't know if you saw this best friends. but they're best friends uh, but Saturday they were frenemies mm. they were the dreaded frenemies uh, Waylon asked me what that means I had to explain to him because we were watching the game they panned to Jeannie and to uh, to Tammy, and they said today they're frenemies, and I had to explain. If Waylon were a bit older, he would understand the yeah. concept because you and I have been frenemies on yes. a number of occasions. <laughs> I kind of feel like it was like I would liken it to I was like, hey man, you know, like before Trump, uh, our two uh, political parties, people got along for like four years, and then they became frenemies around November uh, every every fourth year. Uh, no more. But before that. That was kind of what it was like. We were a bunch of Tammy, Tammy Reeds, and Jeannie Petersons. Um, T. Morant and Shannon Sharp. Yeah, they got back together. They hugged it out. Even though Shannon Sharp had the upper hand in the hug, he definitely pulled T. Morant into his center of gravity, which is an alpha move. Uh, and I don't think T. wanted any of those problems. Shannon, star- Shannon still looks enormous. I don't think Desmond Bain wants any of those problems. Ends up being a massive L for him. People after the game said he was dressed like a GTA character doing his interview. Yeah. Notice yeah. Steven Adams wasn't mentioned uh, in Shannon Sharp's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this was, this was unbelievable. I was watching something else, understandably, the other night, because who gives a fuck about the NBA in, in January, uh, except for Matt. Um, and somebody was like, turn on the TV, Shannon Sharp. It's like, it's like pro wrestling. It and is. it was. It was like wrestling inside of a real sports game. We need more of this. We need a media member to, to start a beef with an NBA player in every market. Stephen A. Smith beefs with somebody in New York. I'm going to beef with an NBA player. I feel like this is going to put me on the map. I'm going to pick an NBA player to beef with. I asked Matt to, to, to find me a list of five to seven NBA players that he thinks I can beat up. I put some that might be tougher and some that are easier, but here's here's a list for you. Well, I'm, I'm I just want you to know before you read this list, I'm zeroing in on Kevin Herter. <laughs> okay, I'm thinking maybe I say, hey, Kevin Herter, Sacramento King. You don't have great length. You know, it's going to be hard for you to guard wings. I don't think you're a great separator. I don't think you can create your own shot very I think you can well. Go Am left. I? You're right. And if you're interested in Kevin Herter, may I suggest Grayson Allen? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But but the the key is I don't actually want to beat this guy up. I might actually want to beat Grayson Allen up. <laughs> the the key is you want you want this beef to be almost in jest so that we can hug it out like T. Morant and Shannon Sharp. We don't want to actually fight. 
you got Marcus Morris on there. I feel like you and Draymond Draymond would have a really good back and forth. A knockdown drag out or just verbal? Like a good good (laughs) spat in in any arena. It would just be funny because Draymond, I think, is a really smart guy. I just watched this weekend, and I was like, man, he's got – He's got Jokic on here? Yeah, he's a monster. That's the one guy I thought could... Uh... <laughs> we were making a list of people you couldn't beat up to. Okay. <laughs> Jokic is on the list. I feel like he's got some length on me. Me and Matt were talking about guys that Shannon Sharp would starch in the NBA. And Most I, of them. And I put the over-under at conservatively 60%. 60%. Just at to least. be frenemies with... What does starch <laughs> mean? Like, knock, you know, when you hit a guy and he just... Sh- Starch making I, I don't know. You know when the guys right. hit the canvas. Psh, okay. Well, anyways, you know not to not to. Stephen Adams, com- I think, gets Shannon Sharp. Yes. Seven days yes. a week. Uh, not to commandeer the America's teams, but I just feel like we're onto something here. You know, did you see all the attention Shannon Sharp got? We could roll up to a fucking Pistons game and be the main event. You have to have a cool outfit though. Tell Marvin Bagley the third, what's up? Yeah, dude. <laughs> what do we say about him? He went to Duke. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Larry Nance is. There you go. A guy that looks a lot like Alex you. Caruso. <laughs> now here's a guy <laughs> that I think I might be able to take. Trey Young too. Um, yeah, there's some good names on here. So we need to book our ticket, and we need to start a beef with an NBA Javal player. McGee. Javal McGee walked right by me in a club. Totally ignored me. Mm-hmm. We got unfinished business, big fella. <laughs> <laughs> I hung. I just stuck my hand out like, and the worst part was like my hand was like up here. You're like, I was like, hey, Javal McGee. I was like at his waist, and he, he just walked like, right by. It's JaVale, motherfucker. Yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> okay. I think well, Udonis you you Haslam would be fun because he's always like mean mugging, but he's not going to actually fight. I don't know about that. Uh, hey, the, the Wiz are two hours away. What about Chris Stapps? You got I got seven, I got, three, two, forty. Yeah. You can handle him. I'm good. Okay. What, what, one, one, one more, uh, one more uh, America's team, the, the Charlottesville Knicks. Waylon's team. Waylon scored four points this weekend. Oh, I got the phone right out on time to to film his his um, his first ever basket. It was incredible for a team that didn't even come close to covering last week. <laughs> this weekend it was like 2016. Kid named Brooks made a bunch of shots for them. Waylon poured in two buckets of his own. Let's they go. lost the game, but like they say, great teams cover yeah. or good teams mm-hmm. cover yeah. or something like that. Good teams win, great teams yeah. cover. Yeah. yeah, and then you yeah. know what do they say about the team that covers on the losing side? They're great. They're great. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we love the Knicks. Now, Waylon scored four points. He's been running around on these in these Iversons, like these hand-me-down Iversons that actually came from Marcus Hagen's kids. And they're really heavy, so you can hear him running down the whole mm-hmm. court. He's like a fucking giraffe <laughs> out like there. Gronk. So I had to take him to uh, to to Dick's Sporting Goods this weekend before the game to get some new t- some new uh, shoes, right? And so we're up against it because it's picture day. I got to be there early. The guy's taking a while. There's other basketball players in there. Everybody's got the same idea. They don't have the LeBrons. They don't have this Under Armour pair he likes. They're like, we do have the, the Kyries. Kyries. <laughs> yeah. Discounted. So, no, I don't know if it was discounted or not, but like... Uh, Flat sole. It's, it's a pretty good shoe, Kyle. And I was sitting there in Dick's Sporting Goods, and I'm watching him try them on. He's like, these fit, Dad. And we're right up against it. We got to leave after like this try on. And I'm thinking to myself, like, this is, this is where you stand on your principles, right? You don't like Kyrie. He's an anti-Semite. He rambles on. You've never liked him, you know? Um, do you tell the kid that it's not going to be this pair of shoes 
and reach for the fucking e-tonics or something. And I didn't. I, I crumbled in the moment. I had to get the picture day. And uh, after the game, he scored four points. We're riding home in the car, and he goes, it's quiet. And he goes, hey, Dad, got to be the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And I just kept quiet. So, yeah, America's teams, the Charlottesville Knicks. You better hope those feet grow rapidly. Uh-huh. Get them exactly. into something else. We need to get, in, get them into the Enos Freedom Canter. Just joking. <laughs> just joking. All right. The new year is here, and there's no better way to kick off 2023 than by making sure you're feeling like your best self. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand that's fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Liquid IV is kind of like a jack of all trades. I can use it with a hangover. I can use it when I get home from a night of drinking. I can use it before a workout. I can use it after a workout. Uh, I can use it when I'm just feeling a little foggy and I got to fire on all cylinders to deliver these takes. My favorite flavor is watermelon, but I'll try any of them. They got Concord grape, lemon lime, pina colada, tropical punch, strawberry, passion fruit, guava, acai berry. With three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks made with premium ingredients, non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy and soy, Liquid IV is on a mission to change the world. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 25 million servings in 50-plus countries around the world. Grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code GREENLIGHT at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code GREENLIGHT at liquidiv.com. If you're in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. Sign up today to receive special offers and take advantage of great promos for the big game and the upcoming college basketball tournament. Don't miss out on the fun. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older, and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too, 1-800-889-9789. So let's talk about these games, shall we? A lot of games. A lot of games. I think we start in chronological order. Kansas City, Jacksonville, right off the bat. I was really interested in this game. I was interested in seeing how Trevor would respond. I was interested in seeing how aggressive Doug would be. And uh, I think the thing I came away from this game thinking is, number one, the Chiefs' chances of winning a championship have diminished greatly with Patrick Mahomes' injury. Uh, Number two, my respect for Patrick Mahomes has increased, uh, if it could, uh, another notch. Because a high ankle is nothing to play with. For me, I think the issue was always this year the protection. Yep. Um, when things break down and people get around Patrick, particularly his feet, um, he can get out. And we've seen in years past where he's had lower leg issues. We saw him with the turf toe um, in the Super Bowl yep. where he was just under duress the entire time. I think it's going to be a lot of that against the Bengals. We're going to see a guy go out there and play hurt 
Yep. Um, I would venture to say he's playing injured. Yep. Mm-hmm. And what we saw was a guy playing injured this past weekend, and it was gritty, and it was tough. And that's, you know, people, there's a lot of hyperbole when they talk about toughness in the NFL. Um, what we saw was no exaggeration of the word. And uh, credit Chad Henney for being ready, and credit the coaching staff for yanking Patrick to the locker room. Obviously, they five weren't. plays later, there was like a five play period where I thought that the internet was going to lose its mind. You was know, the, Chad not warm? Is that why he went to the sideline? I don't Chad know. was warming up, and then he was like, "Fuck it, I'm ready." Yeah, I don't know. And then there was the whole conversation, which uh, essentially we were trying to read lips, but it amounted to, "Hey, if the X-ray is negative, I'll put you back in." And Patrick didn't want to leave the field. No. Now, I, I will say this. Chad Henney deserves a lot of credit. You yep. just mentioned him. 91-yard drive or whatever it was. 98. 98-yard drive. A uh, bunch of plays. Pacheco just, had a 35-yarder. Just to have the, the – the, you know, the, to stabilize your team psychologically. When Patrick Mahomes goes down, everybody's thinking the same thing. Did our entire season just go up in smoke? You know, and and even if he comes back, things have changed. Can we win this game? Jacksonville was w- within striking distance at that point because seven. Yeah, they're playing with their food a little bit, and uh, Henny goes in and just runs the offense, stabilizes the situation, and comes up with a key touchdown. It wasn't like they were watching this drive thinking, "How are we going to be next week if Patrick doesn't play?" This was like an we important drive. Game. We got to win this game, and so what he did was huge. Uh, and you can't discount the the impact that he's had there in Kansas City over his tenure. Um, you know what I think is interesting as we look ahead and as we evaluate the the rest of this game. Jacksonville brought pressure early, but didn't follow through when they had a chance to with a wounded Mahomes. Uh, and I want to say this, like Warren Sharp, again, who gets a couple shout-outs on this show a month, it feels like. But when you tweet things like Arden Key deliberately fell on Patrick Mahomes' foot, uh, you know, you're kind of asking for it. I think that's kind of an irresponsible tweet. Mm-hmm. You know, calling a, a guy dirty, that tweet has uh, tens of thousands of views. And, uh, you know, half the reason, ironically, that I think he's falling off him is because he's protecting the quarterback a lot of the new, the new set of rules that seem to get piled on every year when it comes to what we can and can't do with quarterbacks. So, you know, he falls on his ankle. Um, after that point, they really didn't have uh, an aggressive mindset that I think they should have had uh, in, 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 in trying to win this game on defense. They really didn't hit him a lot. Patrick Mahomes' play-action splits went way down. As the game went on, you saw him like trying to hand the ball off, mm. uh, you know, on a stretch play. Oh. And they're like, hey, like, I don't know if you realize they call it a stretch play. He's got to stretch and get the ball to his running back. Um, you know, play action, uh, some of the magic that he creates. You know, we're going to talk about the Bengals game in a second. I watched that first game again. Um, you know, like there are a ton of plays in that game where he's extending plays in the red zone, especially with his legs. That's off the menu. And pump fakes. Do you remember the Michael Jordan touchdown where he leaps over yes. the <laughs> with the jump man? Like that's that's off the menu. All that stuff's off the menu. Play action might be off the menu. Uh, he holds the ball for 2.9 seconds on average. That's off the menu probably in the red zone. He's up around three. Uh, he can't create the same way that he did before that injury and it's not going to be any better by by the Super Bowl if they get there. So things oh, have, this thing isn't getting better. I've had a high ankle until I, until the end of mini yep, camp. Yep. He won't feel yeah. a semblance of normal. Yep. I want and if you, at home and to if you play it. on this thing, it could change the way your ankle moves forever. Like yep. when when I played on a high ankle 
in 2011, it was my contract year. I had to play. We just shot it up and played. And it like during the week, you cannot walk, mm-hmm. depending on high, how, how high it is. You shoot it up on Sunday. You take Tordal. You take some painkillers. You go out there, and you drag that thing around like a cinder block. And at least it doesn't hurt so much. But I'm going to tell you what's going to hurt. Anytime you try to cut, you stop like on a diamond cut or put the brakes on. Anytime you try to push off and get that extension because your Achilles gets tight too, like his foot is a flat it's a brick, dude, and from now on. He can't be on the ball of his feet. We saw them showing a lot of the replays of the foot and the tape job yep. that he got. And yep. one thing that you noticed, he was flat-footed and yep. almost heel-strong with his uh, with his back foot footing. And I was asking Matt Ryan about it, and that's what he kept talking about. It's his back foot. That's concerning. As to the, the scheme and stuff that's going to go missing for the Chiefs, that's out of the playbook. I think it's also interesting because now we get to see another version of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid says, okay, he's not going to be mobile, but one thing I know Patrick has is a couple things. Great decision-making, yep. incredible arm talent, and receivers who can make plays. And a guy named Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey who finds the open spot. So I think they may go Texas Tech, air raid, mixed with inside zone, hand it and forget it. Um, there's not going to be the big play action. They're not going to run naked. We're yep. not going to see him get outside, contain. It's going to be a pocket passing, balls out quick offense, mixing in the big runs with Pacheco. You know, Kyle, and, and th- this team is built to run the football. And, you know, although they're not great in third and short, which is going to be an issue for them going forward because they're going to have to they're going to have to move the chains like responsibly. Um, Like you said, it might be more quick game and that sort of thing. But the run game is going to be huge. And you could tell they lean on those big bodies up front. That's not how they've been built in, in years past. And we've talked a lot over the last two years about how they've tooled up up front to go to go to war. Kyle, now it's like it's kind of like your Ford Raptor, Kyle. You know, your Fox Racing suspension, you need your to be supercharged able to V8. Uh, now you get to use that. You know, most <laughs> days you're like, fuck, this thing, I mean, it's hard to park this truck. Why do I have it? Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not one of these off-road guys. Sure. But now you can use it. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like when you got to actually drive it through a field And we've or been something. getting after Andy Reid forever about it. And yeah. we don't want to, I always say, I don't want to scoff at Andy Reid's mentality, but I always balk at it because yes. you've got a guy named Pacheco who you can hand the ball to. You've got a guy named Jarek McKinnon who can run hard between the tackles and yes. catch a ball off play action. Yes. Now you can't do the play action. Yes. Now you can't even hand the ball off on the stretch to what you were talking about. You got to hop on one leg there. D linemen, linebackers now know my key is when I see Patrick Mahomes back, yes. I can trigger downhill. Yep. Usually they have to stay at home and keep their feet flat and wait for him to pop yep. up and see what the guards are doing. Now they can say it's a run because you know what he's not going to do? He's not going to scamper off of a play action. And you can run more man if you want to in certain situations because you're not afraid of having your back turned to a quarterback that can run. Uh, you know, you mentioned Travis Kelsey had 14 catches. Absurd. That was pretty predictable because the Jaguars dead last in the league against tight ends. And that really showed up. Okay, like looking ahead to the game, uh, you know, we're going to talk about Cincy in a couple minutes, but looking at it from a Mahomes st- standpoint and looking at it from a Kansas City standpoint, I, I mentioned it. Cincy's tough in the red zone. Uh, his time to throw goes way up. That's off the menu now. Um, when you look back at that game, they didn't get Kelsey going in the first half. Like he didn't have a catch the first half, and then he cost them the game with the fumble. 
They're going to get a heavy dose of Kelsey. They're going to try to get him going. Um, Scantling played well as well in that game. The big matchup for me is DJ Reader and Hill inside. Mm. You know, um, Kansas City, like I said, they're physical, but these guys are going to. These guys are a real pain in the ass in the middle. And then how much does Lou blitz him? Right. We talked about Jacksonville not getting there. Um, we said they can play more man. Um, you know, like two years ago, something to keep in mind. Patrick Mahomes had turf toe and a concussion coming off that Cleveland game going into the AFC Championship, and he absolutely torched the Buffalo Bills. So he's shown before that he's tough enough to do this stuff, and he can overcompensate because he's so talented. Uh, but this injury is a little bit different. On the other side of the ball, uh, when you look back at that game they played in December, at the beginning of December, uh, since he was much more physical offensively, they moved people, whether it was double teams or tight end moving edge guys off the ball. Um, you know, it was it was a real fist fight, and Kansas City wasn't ready to play. And Chris Jones was kind of quiet. You know, he got a bunch of slide. They trap him. They do a bunch of bullshit to kind of throw him off his game. If I'm Steve Spagnolo, number one thing I have to do is obviously find an answer for the guys outside because you have matchup problems out there. But where can I get Chris Jones so I have the matchup I want up front? Cap is not playing. That could be a loss in the run game for them. But where can you put Chris Jones? Can you put him at right end? Can you get him the one-on-ones? Are you going to run twist on? So you're going to design pressures so that you have him matched up with their worst player. Here's here's what I saw from the right tackle on the Bengals this past week. I saw a guy who was playing his nuts off. Yeah, he's good, I saw dude. a guy who wasn't afraid at all. Yeah. But what I did see at times were sets that didn't match the situation. Sure. And Chris Jones, albeit six foot seven, two hundred and eighty pounds and a freak of nature, also possesses a really good game plan and understanding of how the rhythm of the game can dictate what kind of rushes there are. Yeah. He's gonna watch the film, Spags is gonna see the film, and he's gonna say, There's times where I want our best rusher over the right tackle. Because yes. I wanna not I I don't only want to beat the tackle, I want Joe Burrow to see to see a wave of uh, you know, almost seven feet of man running at you. Yeah. And if you can dent the pocket in the quarterback's vision it's a problem for the offense and that is the only that's the only way that they can get after Joe Burrow because they tried to pressure him before and he fucking murders and the left tackles I I think Carmen's better than the left tackle Uh, so maybe you see him over there some but I think that's really key and another thing is you look back at the coverage splits uh, you know, they played mostly cover three. They played like 15% man the first time they played. Um, you could see man go up in certain situations. I would, I would challenge these receivers, man, you know, because he can't extend the play. And another thing is, you know, since he's D-line got after it against Buffalo. Let's go to that game, shall oh, we? That was <laughs> uh, since we're doing the AFC first. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like since he, number one, you talk about physicality the first time they played Kansas City. They had the answers for these guys up front. Joe Mixon ran the piss out of the ball. Uh, Saffold and Dawkins had a tough, a tough time on the opposite end in the trenches. Uh, they gave a bunch of pressures. So, like up front, since he won this game with their skill guys too, but up front was really where it started. Um, I, I thought, you know, immediately jumping out to a fourteen nothing lead. You know, the Bills had to abandon the run game, and and it was a really tall task for Ken Dorsey in an offense that, when you look at this team. I think one of the biggest takeaways, number one, defensively, not being able to exploit the matchups that we just talked about for, for Cincinnati. You know, when you sign Von Miller, okay, like he was a big part of you getting to where you were at the midpoint of the season. 
but the depth behind him is not to the point where if Vaughn goes down, you're going to be able to exploit matchups like these. I mean, you know, on one side of the line, you've got Boogie Basham, Shaq Lawson, AJ Epinesa rushing. Like, that doesn't scare me, right? On the other side, you got Russo. We're not sliding there. We yeah. may slide to Russo, or we ha- we may have to be aware of Milano adding. There's nobody like, that Vaughn's scares not you. Vaughn's going to beat us. There's nobody play. that scares you, and I think that's a big design flaw. Again, I go back to Jerry Hughes. You know, he was in Houston this year. He would have played a huge role oh down the goodness. stretch. You know, and so like if you can't exploit that matchup and you can't stop the run, since he just dictated the terms of this game, uh, so the Bills going to the offseason, they need a number two receiver, which was the thing I was going to say about the offense. They double digs, you know, and 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 somebody else had to win. And you know, like Gabe Davis is a nice piece. But how much of, of, of our opinion of Gabe Davis is formed based on that big show he put on the AFC playoffs last year against the Chiefs? Um, I think they need a really dynamic two. I think they need some rushers going into the offseason. Um, and, and it cost them. It's, uh, I believed in the Bills to be this powerhouse, even without Von Miller. And to see them get absolutely manhandled by the Bengals and to see the Bengals first 15 come to action and be so on schedule so in sync it was like turn the difficulty up on Madden or something yeah it, you know, did it seem almost too looked easy. like oh we got to restart this and put it on all Madden yeah yeah and and another thing you got to worry about with the Bengals is they go into their next game uh Ted Karras has a knee issue it looked like he got dinged during that game, so another problem up front for them. But again, you're playing Kansas City, where I don't think Kansas City scares me up front outside of Chris Jones. I mean, yeah. they really don't. So um, they might be able to slide by again. They were up. Tw- they were going to be up 21-3 in that game the first time they played, but they didn't get a fourth and short in the low red zone. So. You know, like this is a really good matchup for Cincinnati. They, they, you know, I think a lot of people undervalued them because of the Ravens game. You know, the Ravens can muddy it up and play these guys tough. When you have a whole week as an offensive line, you can speak to this to get together and say, okay, we're down another guy. How are we going to uh, compensate? They're going to have, have a week of tape on Carmen. Yeah. What about the external sources of motivation? Uh, y'all in y'all's run, you obviously had the underdog deal going, and. What's the NFL going to do? Not sell tickets the week ahead, but it seems like they really latched on to, okay, the games to this AFC title game between the Chiefs and Bills is sold out in Atlanta. Terrific. Yeah. We're going to come in here and wreck your shit. I I love that. I do think the Bengals are young enough, but they also have enough guys on that team that that were there a couple years ago when they were one and whatever it was. And the DNA of that kind of... Like, uh, nobody believes in us team. Like, you can't erase that with one streaky year and ending up in the Super Bowl. Like, this team has that in their DNA. And then this year, with the scheduling, you know, with that game getting canceled, the first time they played the Bills, they were up 7-3 and they were driving. Yeah. Like, the, 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 this was a bad matchup for the Bills they all the way really through. really confident. Yeah, and so having to go to Arrowhead, having to beat them again, I think the mental strain is more on the Chiefs. I really do. Because, you know, it's a not again kind of thing, dude. Like, they've lost now to these guys enough times where you're like, this is a pattern. Do they own us? Um, Joe Burrow's not going anywhere. You think about Patrick Mahomes, you know, you wake up one day and you're like, uh, this is my conference for the next 10 years. And all of a sudden, you know, it's not just Herbert. It's not just Allen. Now you've got this guy in Cincinnati who kind of has your number. So 
Um, I, and think I know that, he can't wait for this game, even yeah. though he's injured. I know Patrick is going to be so up for this. Just no question, the ultimate competitor. No question. Dawson Knox, by the way, he's, in the uh, in the in the Bengals game, cost the guy a million dollars, dude. There was a guy who put a parlay in for like what fifty dollars or something. I'm thinking about Hayden Hurst. It was all. It was all. Hayden Hurst played well too. Beast, beast, yeah, yeah beast. So, um, and Justin Reed knows that. Um, <laughs> it, 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 you look at this parlay this guy put in yesterday. He. He, it was uh, anytime touchdown or first touchdown for all the tight ends. Um, I think it was first. It was first touchdown because that's free what play juiced. too. A fifty dollar free play. Fifty dollar free play. Guy puts in first touchdown uh, for all the tight ends. You got Travis Kelsey uh, who's hit. You got Dallas Goddard who's hit. Uh, you had Dalton Schultz who's hit would, Sunday night. Yep. But by the time it was Sunday night, Dawson Knox. Didn't get the first touchdown. The odds on this thing were insane. It was plus one point eight nine million. One point eight nine million, and and this guy was a Dawson Knox first touchdown short. It's cruel. Sunday night, this guy watching the game when Dalton Schultz scored the first touchdown. Yeah, you're just rooting had for to that be, not to happen. It just had to be. It was agony. a free bet. Free yeah, bet. free bet. Yeah, it doesn't help, Kyle. Speaking of betting, are you guys surprised that the Chiefs are favorites? I am a little bit surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I saw it as a pick'em last night. Jumped on Cincy and figured it would go towards Cincy. It's now Kansas City one one. I thought after Cincy's performance in Buffalo, it was going to be Cincinnati minus one and a half. What am I not seeing? People well, really weigh this offensive line thing heavy. They really do. They look at it it's and they're all like, that everybody another was guy down. About yeah, on the desk. This weekend, that's all. I've, this off, they got three. Uh, three here's the guys. thing about off. Here's the thing. I'm about, like the three guys weren't that fucking good anyway. Here's the, yeah, exactly. You bring in other three guys. They're gonna play. Hard. Here's the thing about offensive line play in today's NFL. There's not a lot of great players. I mean, there's some really great players and everything, but the the, the, the drop off. You know from, the elite ones. If from, they're elite, you know them. How many elite guys? It's like do they Tyron have Smith, up front? Trent Williams, Lane Johnson, Brandon Sheriff, Zach Martin. The but, list goes but how on. Many, but how many elite guys did they have up front? No, none. So you know. <laughs> It's, it's one point. of those things like Collins. Okay, you know he's a mauler. Like people were, people would, would you know make fun of his pass sets earlier this year. You know the, this backup guy. He's got some weaknesses that are different than 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 Leo Collins, but he's not a huge drop off. Okay, you know Kappa. His backup is a guard. You it's know, not you like can, you're missing T Higgins and you know you, yeah. Jamar Chase. It's like you, oh my god, we're fucked. You can slide to a guard. You can help out. You can do all all types of stuff. And then you know at left tackle, I actually think it might be. A little bit of an upgrade so um mix and ran funny for one of works there's always a guy yeah. on, there's always a guy on a roster where the guys in the room know no, that the, he's he might be better mm-hmm. yeah it's no there fun, is it's funny how that works. i've been saying that every team i've ever and been that's on. the thing with jonah williams is like jonah williams is a high pick and jonah williams has been up and down but jonah williams is not necessarily one of these guys we're talking about where uh, you know, that's an elite guy that you can't replace. I mean, he has, hasn't even been close to it. So I got hurt one time, and my backup came in and dominated for seven <laughs> weeks. Too. I was like, fuck this, man. William Hayes was my backup. And was a great fucking That guy player. was an incredible yeah. player. I'd have to watch him go in there, and it was like every time he went in, and the thing about D-line play is you can rotate. So William would go in and get a sack, and I'd be like, fuck, I gotta go. But you don't have that opportunity at O-line. Yeah. And so you never know. Like, maybe this left tackle goes in there and plays great the next two games, and this is his job to lose going to the offseason. So this might um, be a stupid question, but why 
does the offensive line never rotate like the D-line does? Well, I played a couple rotating tackles, and I can tell you it's no fun for a defensive end because you really do want to get into a rhythm and get to know the guy. Uh, but from an offensive line standpoint, I think there's very much the same thing, which is like I want to be in a rhythm – you know, like 100%. we, we got to play together. Mm-hmm. The way they're together on a string is way more than we're together on a string as a defensive line. So if one, if one, you know, if one end of the string is pulling too too much, that's going to throw the whole thing off. And if I'm playing against Chris, let's just use right tackle and left end sure. for example. And let's say a one one series, let's say it's a ten play series. The first three plays could be running play, running play, play action. Um, I'm trying to set up my fourth plays game plan with the first three plays. Yes. If I come in after four plays and it's just me for my first yeah. play against Chris, there's nothing I've built on. I can't go and same s- thing for a rusher. I can't hit him with a pass set and say, "Well, he's seen this." I, you yep. know, it's, it's a boxing match, yep. really. All right, so so that matchup's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of fun, and so is the other one on the NFC side. Uh, let's start with the blowout. Start with the blowout. I thought this was the biggest thing was Jalen answering the questions about where his shoulder is. Yep. You know, coming in this game, they averaged, I think, over the season, uh, like seven quarterback design runs a game. The number was seven this weekend. Uh, they ran zone read to death. They ran zone read for over 200 yards. Um, you know, Jalen came out that first drive. The shot to Smith early was great. Mm-hmm. You know, just showed you his touches there. Yeah, he looks comfortable. They also ran him early. Uh, Sanders had a great half out of the gate. Um, you know, you looked at Lane Johnson. You wondered how he'd play. I didn't. Uh, but but he played he played fine. He yeah. looked like Lane. Uh, I know he's dragging that hip a little bit. He's just crafty. He's crafty. Um, he, you know, he's such a smart player. They put Dexter Lawrence out over him, uh, and I was like, oh, buddy. Yeah. You know, like, hold up there, buddy. Yeah. Help's on the way. Yeah. Well, help never came, and he just had to sit on that bull rush. <laughs> and I know, I was like, if his hip's okay, it's going to look okay here. Uh, and and he held up and and I you know I, I breathed a sigh of relief. He looked really good. I told you that edge rush didn't scare me. Um, you know it was more about containing those inside guys. But when you jump out to a lead like that, you know it just felt like Philly was too much. It, it, they just were such a better team. And I, I I this was the one thing. It had to be one play. There's always one play that fucks up your perfect weekend. I thought that you know Giants plus eight maybe with a backdoor cover. Um, maybe in a lower scoring game, but it just wasn't even close. This team's so much better. Your number one receiver, if you're the Giants, is like Darius Slayton. He's like a three somewhere. Dick James. Um, you know, you couldn't get the run game going. You know, your 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 left guard, your center, got just bulldozed. Uh, there were times in this game early where where the defensive line was so vertical for the Eagles. Whether it was Josh Sweat blowing up a toss crack, Fletcher blowing up a QB read, Hassan Reddick on third down beating Neal. And then the very next play on fourth down, and this was the desperation play. Fourth and eight. Fourth and eight. This is like, hey, we're down 14 nothing. We got to go. Well, and that, that, at that point, it was just seven. It was just seven. Seven nothing. It, it spoke to me how how much Brian Dable realized they were outmatched. Yep. Like, These boys like, playing. Yeah, like we got to go. And Hassan comes around on a, on, on a stunt and runs over the center. Yeah. And it's turnover on downs. It's loud in it, that motherfucker. They look pretty healthy on that D-line. Yeah. It was second and five from the plus 37. It's the Sweat and Reddick sack, third and three. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, and then the Reddick sack to 
to fourth and eight. Yeah. I mean, fourth and eight on the Philly 40, it's a tough. Uh, Graham Gano from 58, a punt. If you're going to go, my thing is let's get some easier yardage on third down. That's one thing that always kind of bothers me. It's like there was a play or two in the Bills game where they took a shot on like third and two. Take a chunk. And then, and then you know, and then it's, it's fourth and two and you punt. And, you know, fourth and eight is one of these situations that feels dire, um, especially against that defensive line. But it spoke to how, how much Dable realized yeah. the gravity of the situation. If you feel like you're just as good, you probably punt the ball. Yes, yes. And a 58-yard field goal are going forward. It's a After more seeing desperate. how outmatched the Giants were by the Eagles, does it does it further strengthen the case that Brian Dayball was a coach of the year type candidate? Uh, I hope not. I hope not. I hope it goes the other way because I need Nick Sirianni's ticket to cash. <laughs> I'm kind of worried about Doug Peterson, but they Aren't got the, beat. Are the no, votes I'm not already Chris, in? Does it give credence to the fact that Brian Dayball's a great coach? Yeah. No, he's a great coach. Is he what co- I'm he, co- to say. he covered up for a lot of uh, inefficiencies. I think you look at it too. Like Buffalo missed him. Um, you know, oh, yeah. I, I think I think uh, they just didn't have a lot of talent. What does it say about the Vikings? Ben, you know, they, I've they, been bamboozled. They went to Minnesota and just, I mean, like ran Donatel out of the building. They were efficient. They moved the ball all day. They couldn't even get started in Philly. They couldn't even get going. They couldn't establish anything. And, you know, I should mention Jason Kelsey uh, on posting that, that Ellis kid uh, and, and pancaking him with one arm. Mm-hmm. Kelsey just never ceases to amaze me. I keep thinking he's going to get older. I mean, he is older. I know he's hurting. Cause I, I saw him a couple four years ago when I was on the team. He was waddling around the building on Mondays. Um, but he just, he just has this incredible – very specific type of athleticism that's perfect for his position that allows him to play at a high level even into his 30s. I mean, the guy was all pro this year. He's he's one of the most respected players in the league, and he's not slowing down. I don't think Both. anybody uses their hands better at the offensive line position than yeah. Jason Kelsey. Yeah. Um, his ability to get underneath guys with his hands. Uh, you know, coaches always say, get your pads down, get your pads down. Yep. But really the key is get your hand inside. And, right. And Jason Kelsey's a master of that. No question. No Both question. Lane and, uh, and Jason, 26 pass blocking snaps, zero pressures, zero sacks, zero QB hits. That's not even close. That's not even close. It. Not even close. Of course, as we talk about San Francisco, and they're going to be playing San Fran, this has been a collision course. Um, you know, I think most people have agreed that they're the best two teams in the NFC. The big matchup's going to be Jordan Mailata and Nick Bosa. And on the other side, it's going to be McGlinchey and Hassan Reddick. So there's two rushers and two offensive linemen you want to keep your eye on going to this matchup. You know, San Francisco got the win last night. Um, I thought the game was boring as hell. So boring. Um, you know, the end we, grew, boring. we grew up, yeah, we grew up with Troy Aikman and, and Steve Young, and this, this rivalry was kind of like, it was high-powered, it was fun. You know, unfortunately for the Cowboys, it's just a name-brand thing. Mm-hmm. And for the Niners, they're making it work with the third-string quarterback. But the two quarterbacks that completely let us down last night, as far as watchability was concerned, uh, one of them is Mr. Relevant. One of them is supposed to be the franchise quarterback of America's team. Uh, and so I think that begs the question we asked it a couple weeks ago, is this Dak Prescott's last run as a Cowboy? And I think it is. Jerry Jones didn't oh. get any younger. I know Skip Bayless is done with him. He threw his jersey out. Listen, uh, I got an early hollow man for you. 
Um, it's Skip Bayless. Uh, he's had it with Dak. I've had it with his kitchen. Mm. Are we living in a diner? Can you put this up? We've got yellow, black, and white subway tiles over the range. We have a visible microwave. Geraldine um, really likes It's yellow. non-concealed. I have a visible microwave. We have I feel attacked. Eight-foot ceilings. <laughs> it's not a very relatable. We have eight-foot ceilings. The guy's living in a diner. There's no way those are 10-foot ceilings. We've got an Anchorman poster. You make your eggs in the morning, and you look over at Ron Burgundy. His kitchen is atrocious. There's no way that's his everyday kitchen. It be. has to be. No, like that's a an Airbnb. You think that's in his? Yes. That, you think that's his man cave? Kitchen? I think it's a hundred percent Like garage Airbnb. kitchen. That's second. That's the guest house kitchen. That's not the everyday kitchen. He's like, hey, honey, I've I'm seen go this make a kitchen before. I think I've seen this ugly ass kitchen before. I don't think it. You think it's an? You, know, <laughs> you think it's an Airbnb uh, yeah. that he goes to every day? I think this might be his house. It's. It might be in his. It might be the second kitchen. Maybe in the basement. Maybe yeah. there's a watch room. You know that he has uh, TVs on the. Who's screen. putting yellow, black, and white subway tiles in any kitchen? I wouldn't put that in my third kitchen. Well, and don't miss the prop trash can because there's no bag in there. Right. He, he had that set up before. <laughs> no that's right. That's his. That's his jersey trash can. We yeah. were talking about that before. Like it, it just sits there. One of his friends comes over and accidentally throws something away. He's like, wait, 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 wait. What's her name? Like Griselda. Looks like Mike Geraldine, Tomlin's Geraldine. game room. Geraldine, I need my bucket. <laughs> Dak's playing like shit again. Oh, <laughs> it's poop again. He really might be a toddler inside. Yeah, <laughs> big baby. He really might be. I don't know. I think this is. Uh, I don't think it's an Airbnb. He's got the olive oil out there behind the. the I think range. it's very clearly an Airbnb. Okay. Go see, see if there's a Skip Bayless episode of Cribs. Google will tell you that Skip Bayless lives in Oklahoma City, but that's likely not where he tapes. He has an Airbnb in L.A. You think the that's the Airbnb? There's pills and stuff there's up pills. there. Look, you're oh. not, you don't put your pills out unless you're... Well, maybe they're vitamins. Yeah, yeah. It is a vitamin. That's a fish oil. Omega-3 fatty acid. Yeah. You still need those in rentals. Anyways... Where were we? Dallas. Yeah, they lost the game. What, Dak wait, threw two I, picks. Dak almost threw Greenlaw pick six at the end of the game. It was almost like fuck, just like that, <laughs> huh? Yeah, well. One thing that uh, I want to point out was the reps that Tyron Smith was getting at right tackle against the defensive player of the year. Yeah. And I credit Greg Olson for covering uh, the coverages and the receivers. I think it's awesome, and I learned a ton from watching him. I just wish there was like a lineman-specific broadcast where it was showing us every replay of every bull yes. rush, every hand swipe, because people want to see that. People want to see Trent Williams uh, you know, against Micah Parsons or uh, Tyron Smith against Nick Bosa. They do. When you watch film, Kyle, how do you watch it? I watch it inside out. Yeah, I watch um, the, the two guards in the center, yeah. the first millisecond of the play to see if it's run or pass or what it is, and then you work out from there, especially like when, it, when you're watching Kansas City and Cincy. It's easy because I want to find Chris Jones. I, I want to see a, how It they was handle. a boss fight last night. You know, but like there's not enough people watching from the inside out. Yeah, no. That's a great idea. An alternate broadcast focused on the line, like another one with mm-hmm. like cornerback wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you got two guys here who can do it. You got an O lineman, you got a mm-hmm. D lineman. Yeah. Yep, there should, there should be options. Um, but I thought Dallas on a short week wore down. You know, in the second half, 71 yards rushing at 8.43 p.m. This is a 6.30 game, mm. two hours into the game. Dallas had them 13 rushes for 28 yards. 
Okay, so that all changed. And I think just eventually it just became too much for them. Uh, San Francisco stuck with it. Purdy, again, like didn't make the huge mistake. And so I'll credit him. He he gets he's the luckiest man alive. No, I don't think he's the luckiest man alive. There were that he could smell Micah Parsons Parsons' breath a number of times. There were times where the ball would flood out like a duck, and nobody would nobody would rally to the football. That's what I mean by lucky. He there yeah. were some instances where the ball could have gone the other way. He just didn't make the huge mistake. Yes, you know, and and Dak made two of them. You know, um, so I, I thought I thought. Um, you know, Kittle's catch was the difference in the game. That drive was the difference in the game. That's where they really started pounding the ball. You know, at the beginning of that um, drive, uh, there was some conversation, I believe, about how fast they should go. Right. And my whole thing was, you know, you have to, to remain aggressive on this drive. Um, but it played out exactly perfectly for, for San Francisco because they had a chunk. I believe it was the beginning of the fourth quarter. They had a big chunk to Kittle. So they got out of the danger zone because when, when, you know, if you're sitting there, you want to keep the momentum going, you want to at least get to midfield so you can flip the field and you can change the way they're playing defense on you. They had that big, big reception to Kittle. That was a great catch. Um, and then they sank in and ran their offense and they milk clock and they ran the ball. Um, and, and, and that's why they won the game. And it was so beautiful how they like snapped the ball with one second left every time. Like every single time. It's was not optimal. a given. That is the difference between a very well coached team and a team that's yep. well coached. And you should like, give Purdy some credit. The end of half, end of game situations, every single player to a man on the Niners defense. Which and one the were offense, they? Very well or well? Very well coached. Okay, good. The Niners are very well coached. Mm-hmm. Cut it a little close at the end of the half there, did Purdy. Yeah. Every single, <laughs> yeah, he did. Every single guy on that defense. Knew the situation at the end of the game. We keep him in bounds, or we mm-hmm. get him out of bounds. Every guy on the Cowboys seemingly had no clue. Yeah. You asked me the value. I was asked last week about the value of Eric Bieniemy and why he needs to be a head coach. He is in charge of the Kansas City Chiefs two-minute end of half, end of game situations. Right. And when you see these big, huge wins and these comebacks and Patrick Mahomes heroics, a lot of it was installed, or every all of it was installed every week by Eric Bieniemy. Right. I want to know who's in charge in the Sunday night, in the Saturday night meeting for the Cowboys to say, when we get in this situation, and we will, men, you know that, yeah. mm-hmm. and we will. This is what happens when we get in this situation. No timeouts left. Five seconds down a touchdown. We're gonna run the Zeke is is uh, Mike Webster play. Hey, now <laughs> okay. y'all are clowning. Hey, but this was gonna work. This is the worst play in the history. Of nobody football. knew who. Nobody knew who to block. Nobody knew who was getting the ball. What's so funny about a play like that, Kyle? To your point, is like they rep it. Like a in a walk- we've repped it every week. No, we we rep it once a week. They slide it in there in a walkthrough. They're like, okay, now we'll do end of game, and everybody's like ready to go to the locker room. Everybody's out there jacking off, and you don't pay attention. <laughs> Fucking Ze- Zeke isn't go. doing his pass sets. Zeke needs to be doing his pass sets. He needs to be getting his anchor down a lot sooner than he did here. It's mad <laughs> disrespectful that he played with two of the best offensive linemen to ever play the game, and Look he doesn't know how to sit on Bro, the it looks like he's doing this as a joke. I think they just didn't count on him getting blown up. They're like, okay. Nobody's going to rush him. Yeah. This is my first thought when he snapped the ball. I was like, has he been working on his pass, bro? The way he got run over was one of the funniest things I have ever seen. <laughs> it was a good snap. The amount of time that they took to huddle up and t- like dudes were dis- <laughs> dudes were discussing this play. Like guys were like having full-blown conversations about this play right here. 
and he just gets fucking <laughs> run over. Nobody and is then, moving. <laughs> what do you think? But listen, he's, yeah. They can't get a pitch because he just look. But then he's, uh, see the top of the screen. He's got the convoy of the O lineman. They pitch it right back to him, and he's gone. That's bro, a touchdown, bro. Ward has Ward has a twelve yard head start. Like it, this is telegraphed. All right, hit the end cut. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> He's just laying there. <laughs> Season over. My biggest pet peeve in football is when teams get tackled with the ball with no time left. Just throw it behind yeah. you. You don't even have a chance to do that in this play. Kellen Moore, <laughs> he, he like might that. have a head coaching job lined up, and they might call him and say, hey, you know what? No thanks. Because <laughs> yeah. that was... They're going to find out who was in charge of installing that play because it's not always the offensive coordinator. I think hey. it was Jerry Jones. But hey... I, I, I would much rather see my team trot this out than the typical pitchy pitchy woo woo, which never works. This this also so you save this your, is only over so you one. save yourself this, you save yourself like ten seconds of agony here. This is all yeah 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 yeah. yeah this is a bad play. Hey, but but you see all those old linemen up there at the top. Yeah, I want to know what they're, they're ready. Bring them. Can you yeah. run it back to some, the funniest shit was before this play started. Somebody was like, "This is what Stanford Steve said to did." Yeah. Like somebody, somebody yeah. up in a live watch was like, "This is exactly what Stanford Steve said." He's so smart. Yep. Look at this. All these O linemen are going to be out there. They're just out there fucking picking daisies, man. Dude, why Hilton's like? Well, I think they had to wait. Yeah. No, I know. It just didn't work. Or it was caught. It didn't work. How about John Lynch running onto the field? Your general manager running onto midfield. How do you get to go? How about John Lynch how, shaking hands? How about how quickly John Lynch got down yes. from the booth? Yes. And Reed said it. Reed was like, "Holy shit, he was just up there." Yep, that's Dude. an elevator right outside. That's a fly on the wall. Down. Fly on the wall, finding out one who installed it. Let's get those people. Yo, Otis to has that thing on time. Place. Otis, yeah. Yeah, you can lock there, the elevator so no other floor can get it. It can just go straight. Yeah, but down. also like how his uh, his suite's right next to the elevator, which is right next to the f- the field. Yep, you know it's incredible. Yep, the 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 operation time on that. Yeah, because he was right there saying Dalton Schultz incomplete, mm-hmm. and yep. he was down and by then, the end of the review. And then yeah, he went was. To it. Yes, he yeah. was shaking people's hands. He was out. He was out. Yeah, uh, with twenty seconds to go in the Apparently. game. Tough two plays for Dalton. We haven't talked about Maher. That first kick, man, <laughs> wasn't was, going in. Uh, it's, I mean, <laughs> brutal. You need to drive the ball more. It's definitely. I mean, he's right there. Like that ball is supposed to go up, not straight. That twenty-five yarder. Special he goes teams banged coach, as hard they, they as he could. They circle it with yeah. the laser. And they go. Yep. We got to get this thing up here, right, Brad? Yeah. Well, I don't know. But it might be Vizcano Brett, are you still getting here? the laser next week. They said <laughs> before year. the game, Jerry Jones was out there and Maher was missing kicks, and Jerry Jones went out and had a talking to. I heard he was <laughs> smelling his breath. See if he was out there yeah. off the sauce. Yeah. So, who do you guys like in the NFC Championship? I'm going to go ahead and wait. What's the line? Three, two, I think it's one. Two and a half. Really? What's the line? Two and a half. Eagles? Yeah. I would I would say buy into three and taking San Francisco would be the play. Just buy to three and take San Francisco. Three, two, one. I think it's Philly. I think it's Philly's fine. the better team. Philly's the better team because they have the better quarterback right now. You know, like uh, when you when you look at Brock Purdy and you look at Jalen Hurts, like their defensive line is arguably overall better. Um, they 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 have better corners. Um, let's see. I mean, they, they, you know, San Francisco has a leg up in a lot of areas, but I don't think any of them are areas that the Eagles can't overcome. 
Having said that, I will be zero shocked if San Francisco wins this game. I'm not middling. It's early in the week for me. I can give you who I'd probably who I'd probably bet with a, with a gun to my head. I'd probably I'd probably buy to three and say this is going to be a field goal game either way. When the, these teams played each other uh, a year or two ago, uh, early in the season, I think it might have been actually last year because it was the game Brandon Graham got hurt. It was like the most physical game I've ever seen. I mean, it was just a bloodbath, and I expect more of that. Uh, it really comes down to those matchups on the edge that I talked about. You know, there, there's a whole bunch. Jalen needs to win in the middle of the field. That's a, that's an area that San Francisco's had absolutely on lock. And, you know, with with Fred Warner and the way D'Amico calls his defense, that's going to be an area that Jalen Jalen uh, Jalen Hurts has got to exploit uh, at times, even though they're great. Niners won 17-11 uh, now two Septembers ago. Yep, but. Leading receivers for Philly, Quez Watkins, Kenneth Gainwell. Things have changed. Yeah, things have changed. But the physicality on the on that field Sunday is going to be much the same. Even if it plays out and it's a little bit of a and they open this game up a little bit more, I think it's just going to be a big fucking hits. yeah. It's going to be a slugfest. Big hits, big blocks on the edges. Yep, a lot of guys doing some blue collar shit out. When's there. the last time the Eagles played the Niners in the playoffs? I feel like this is a matchup with high stakes. Donovan McNabb, Jeff Garcia. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. Probably. Uh, Eagles Niners playoff history. No. I was wrong. 96? 96. 14-0 Niners. 96 wild card. So we haven't seen this a lot in the playoffs. Who played? Who's the quarterbacks? Well, 96. Yeah, that was my question. Steve Young, for sure. Okay. All right. Oh, in 96? For the Eagles. It wasn't Doug Peterson, was it? Uh, It was... um, Randall Cunningham. Nah. Nah, it's that in-between kind of weird... Frank Reich. Yeah, I don't remember. Nobody tell us. It's a blind spot for me. Nobody, nobody say it. Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham. That's 95. Jay Fiedler. Is that right? Ty Detmer. Ty Detmer. And Steve Young. Ty Detmer. That's it. Talking about an interplanetary war. So let me ask you this. What's the best and worst uniform matchup in the uh, Super Bowl? Great question. The worst is going to be red on red. If we get San Francisco, Kansas City, that's just... And we've we've just seen it. Kansas City goes white and and San Francisco goes red. It doesn't help. I think it does. I think think Bengals-Eagles would be hideous. Uh, That'd be kind of cool. Green and orange? Actually, it's not going to be that great. It's just not going to be that great. Either way. Yeah. One final thing I want to say that we didn't say about the Chiefs game is... I got one of those two. I give credit to the Jaguars for doing everything they did this year and Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence for the strides they make. And I think that that loss against the the Chiefs was a good learning opportunity for those young players (coughs) whose first playoff experience was last week um, and the wild card game. I think that they were a few big plays away from taking down the Chiefs and... And they'll be well, back. they were drop away. But they'll be you back. Know, Christian Kirk drop, Agnew fumble. Like there were, they Ingram. there were real opportunities to win that game. Ingram, by the way, is going to make a lot of money. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Much to your chagrin. I figured that out. I uh, I do not appreciate Coach Andy Reid playing for the Jags backdoor cover as a <laughs> nine and a half better. They got the improbable fumble in the red, yeah. and then went three and out, and they got the improbable pick, and yeah. they went three and out again. One first down, yep. and it's a ten point win. Yep. I felt like I deserved that. Mm. 
Jags betters deserve that. One away from a perfect weekend. Bad beat? Is that what they call that? No, I don't think it was a bad beat. It just was a beat. Backdoor. Uh, it, it was it, a backdoor cover. It wasn't a bad beat. Yeah. You know? and, and it was it was telegraphed. You knew Jacksonville was going to come down and Doug was going to do the smart you know thing it. and kick the field. You knew it. Yep. You knew it because he's smart. Yep. So, um, real. I like Trevor Lawrence. I like Trevor Lawrence more after this year and after these playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Hey, can uh, can 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 anybody just take away Kelsey? This is a serious question. No. Then we move on. But like, can Anna Rumo dial something up? Yeah. To take away he a did. tight end. He did. The whole first half of that first game, and Trey Flowers, who's probably going to be the the uh, the Kelsey guy, was hurt this week. So get him back. They had a plan from the first the, the first game. Um, yeah, the Jags just don't have a okay. plan for any tight end. Okay. Um, so, and I think that's a lot of the reason why Evan Ingram had a great year. Is like he's so used to torturing yeah. t- torturing the Jags in practice. That he's like, oh, it's just like uh, practice, you know. It's like yeah, confidence. That's a good confidence. That's a, I like that. Yeah, uh, it's a risky strategy because then you get torched by Travis Kelsey, but it does build Evan Ingram's confidence. Kelsey four for fifty six against Cincy, only six targets. That's yeah, a and the B for and the big fumble. And we talk about this all the time. Von Bell who had a great game. Um, you know, like he's one of those guys in secondary that can create turnovers. I've mentioned a lot of the big turnovers that they've created over the se- over the season, especially in the back end. Uh, Pratt had the big uh, fumble forced in that game. You know, you add that to you know the forced fumble in New England game, forced fumble late in the season, a couple times that they had where they were just really ball aware. Um, th- that's that's one of the hallmarks of lose defense. The best moments in a sports fan's life are in football season. I'm not talking about September. I'm not talking about the first week in October. I'm not even talking about the second week in October. I'm talking about when it gets colder, the temperature drops, the games get bigger, the hits get harder, and you can curl up and watch some meaningful football. I like to do it with a Miller Lite from the fridge and a cold frosty mug from the freezer. Frosty mug, meat, a cold, beautiful can of Miller Lite from my fridge. That's teamwork. We come together, we can make a great play out there, and the, and the best play to make on a Sunday is a nice cold Miller Lite and a frosty mug at home. That's my favorite thing. Maybe a fire in the fireplace. Yeah, now we're talking. But Miller Lite, it's an original, and it's more than that. It's been a fan favorite since 1975. The best part, no matter how your team plays, Miller Lite is always a winner. The perfect beer for Sundays, I gave you the, the hot tip. Having that frosty mug is a lot like having home field advantage. I mean, like, it just makes everything better for your boy and your boy's friends who file in every Sunday to enjoy cold, ice-cold Miller Lite uh, at, at, at my house. I mean, we have a lot of people over, and i got to have the Miller Lite stocked up. A lot of light beer cuts back on the most crucial ingredient, flavor. Just 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12-ounce serving. Miller Lite, quick on its feet. Heavy hitting on flavor. No wonder it's been MVP from day one. This football season, enjoy the sweet taste of victory with Miller Lite, the original light beer. Find it pretty much anywhere beer is sold. Go to MillerLite.com slash Greenlight for delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Cash app. The easy way to send, spend, save, and invest with friends. Cash App helps you connect effortlessly with your finances and with your people, and that's money. I love going on a float with my buddies 
and my custom Cash App card. We head out to the James River. We pick up some drinks. We pick up some snacks along the way. Somebody pays with their custom Cash App card, and we all share our cash tags and split the bill. That is what friends are for. Cash App provides us with an easy way to send and spend money, save and invest in stock and Bitcoin. Cash App, however, does not provide a dry pair of pants. You want to remember that when you get off the river. Try the number one finance app in the App Store. Whether sending, spending, saving, investing, splitting, tipping, donating, or gifting, that's money, and that's Cash App. Download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store today to create your own cash tag. Okay, it's mentions time. Hell yeah. I mean, it's just Cincinnati, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's got to be Cincinnati. That's right. It's got to be Cincinnati. There's, yeah, there's, no, in a other, there's no other with flights. A, leaving in the snowstorm. Yeah. On your way to the uh, the crib, getting yep. ready for the AFC Championship game. Yep. I kind of scary leaving in the snowstorm. But once you're up and over the the, the, the really? ceiling, which was probably low. Then it's that orange glow. Oh, it's you beautiful. Know the orange you see glow. the sun. Where you see the sun, you haven't seen the sun in... Uh, 36 hours you beat the bills you see the sun i don't i don't mean to jump i know this is going to be a mention later but maybe they do a lap around the city you know the snow's coming Mm. down they can see it floating around yeah it's beautiful Mm, maybe they do a lap beautiful yeah Mm. see where they Mm -hmm. the city they conquer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'd be like what are we doing Uh (laughs) worst plane ride i'm gonna go the owners that um D'Amico Ryan's canceled on you know last week you said uh, maybe he should just say hey no thanks to the meetings I want to project my focus and my attention to detail uh well he did that halfway through his four interview lineup this weekend he was like hey I've had enough maybe he didn't want the first two jobs but he wanted the second two jobs and this was his way of showing those franchises that he's preparing to coach a football game but what rich people don't like doing, and I'm talking about these really rich people, is they don't like going somewhere for nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, like, worst plane ride, uh, the two owners that had to turn around on their G5s and, and go back to wherever the fuck it was. Those two owners, uh, the Cardinals and the Colts. The Colts, Ursay had to go a long way. Yeah. And by the way, did you hear this week that the Ursay McDaniel story broke? I don't know if you guys remember, but I've been saying for, I don't know, ever since I found out about this thing five years ago, I never wanted to say it out loud, but I've told you guys there was a reason that Josh McDaniels didn't take that job. Yep. And the, the the thing I had heard five years ago was that Josh McDaniels uh, went, you know, had Ursay over to the house or whatever it was, and Ursay was acting erratic as fuck. He was in the bathroom for a while. Like an hour. Yeah, like a long time, like dumb and dumber. <laughs> But not the same reasons. You're right in there. And well, maybe Josh and his wife decided, hey, this doesn't look like a stable situation, and they backed out of the the job. And so Josh became this villain, but he didn't tell people um, why he backed out of the job. And this weekend, that story came out of left field. Somebody broke it, and I thought to myself, that's exactly the same story I heard five years ago. He's a he's a he's a bowelist. No, he's not a bowelist. I don't think he's a bowelist. Well, yeah. His Ursa's stomach hurt. Yep. So, worst plane ride. Also, Dylan Brooks' worst plane ride. Yeah. You know? Like, you got to get online, read the mentions. Unless it was Nobody a likes scenes. you. Everybody sided with Shannon Sharp. Nobody yeah. thinks you can beat Shannon Sharp up. Unless it's a stunt. His own team doesn't like him because he's a ball hog. He's a ball hog. I found that out this weekend. Dresses like a guy in GTA. <laughs> 
Here's one. Not that jacked. Board. I always thought he was like not, jacked. Not that jacked. Here, here's another reason why Too I think I can beat up a lot of NBA players. Mm-hmm. When you see Desmond Bain on the court, you're like, oh, that guy's yoked. Yeah. I saw him in the locker room. I was like, oh, my God, he's got the body of a teenager. <laughs> like, I work out. I, 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 I train three times a week. Jerseys. I think I might be able to throw him around. You know, I'll throw him around for Shannon. They're all built like Macon. But I'm starting with Kevin Herter. Thank you. Nice. You're healthy yeah. looking. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. I just told you you look like an NBA player. Yeah, I know. I said okay. thanks. Who would yeah. win Steven Adams versus Kyle? Just Steven by Adams. I think I, I, I think I got it, Kyle. It would come down to a wrestling match. Yo, the, he, a, a lot of why I think Steven Adams could beat people up is predicated on his accent, his face, and, and how many kids lived in his house. Yeah. He, they were like, you know, when there's 14 kids in the house, you got to fight. Yes. Like, there's fighting Steve, going. Steven Adams has a sister. Um, her name's Valerie. Careful. Do you know of Valerie Adams? No. She is a gold medal. She's a six foot four, two hundred and sixty pound gold medal New Zealand. Now track I might and have field. Valerie Adams over you. <laughs> Valerie Adams, if you Dame go, to, if, you go if you go to the images, Ron this Cole. is what genetic superiority looks like. Okay? Yes, Stephen Adams and, and the Adams. And he's family. not that much taller than her. Adams All right, family. so so here's the thing. She, she'd kick my ass. So Kyle, I've never seen Stephen Adams fight. Well. Now I know who he grew up. Fighting. I've seen you fight, and you're and you're also a very big guy. So I, I actually got Kyle. Okay. Okay. Hopefully, I never have to do that because I like Stephen Adams. Yeah. Well, Stephen Adams is great. Juxtaposed to meeting Javale McGee at the club, I met Stephen Adams. He was cool as a cucumber. Really? He was the coolest guy ever. I hope all three of us we run up on Javale McGee. <laughs> I don't want to run up on Javale <laughs> McGee. I like Javale McGee. He's got a water charity. All I'm saying is, I want to like him. He maybe like that us. was why he walked by me. He's like, uh, we can't. Mm. Frenemies. Frenemies. Same We're space. both. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Full circle. Hey, here's a bad plane ride. The Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. They ended up losing in the NFC divisional round. Their season will not continue. Yeah, Niners true. move on to Philly. Yeah, that's true. I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah. yeah. That's a tough yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. From tough out of left field, the the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, and Dak, that uh, website we like with the salary cap hits, if accurate, Dak's the the second highest cap hit among quarterbacks next year. Second only to Deshaun Watson. Crazy. It's, yep. How are both those things going? That's a bad spot <laughs> for Dallas. Can we roll on to the other mentions here? Oh, sure. sure. You got sure. one here. St. Louis Memorial, we talked about earlier, but Tyron Smith, a right tackle against Bosa. I think Greg Olson, as I said before, he's great and insightful, but I was disappointed the defensive player of the year was getting kind of handled by an out-of-position Hall of Famer, um, and they didn't even show replays of it. Yeah. Frustrating. Yeah. No me. question. Mm. They should have shown more replays. Yeah. Chad, Chad Henney. Falling in, in obscurity. Mm. Only gave him a drive. Might have won by more if they had mm. kept him out there. Gave him the drive. Hey, there were two third downs on that drive, and they threw it on both the third downs, they both did the Browns Smart. game winner play. Did yep. you notice that? I did. Pacheco had the big one, as you said, during that drive. So he's, he's five for seven for like 23, but that was, that was big time. DeMar Hamlin's family. I couldn't see him. I couldn't this, see him either. You want to talk about balling in obscurity? Um, Somewhere beyond this right. it frozen waterfall. It could have been paid actors yeah. up there. You, you, but I'm looking at the field. It was the it was the deal or no deal suite. You need to have a camera the trained on that suite before the game, before the snow, just I, so you have some B-roll of the family. I thought we were miking up like uh, you know adjacent drug dealers to do a. They were like he's doing his gangland. Emoji. I was like I don't. There was see there anything. was just silhouettes. Everybody was just, <laughs> people were gonna be talking in the robot voice. <laughs> well, more happy to be here. Demar's tracking well. Like <laughs> it was just. 
the snow was <laughs> snow was problem. It was impenetrable, and they just kept showing the same shot. Yeah, they were like, oh, there he is. Let's check back on Demar Hamlin's family, who's in a blizzard somewhere. <laughs> and the thing was, it would be like third down, uh, and the Bills would be on defense, and they're like, "Come on, Bills fans, let's hear!" It. And Demar Hamlin's here, oh, and they're yeah. like. Okay. The fans could see though. We just at home couldn't see because there was six feet of snow. They were pr- they were using him as a prop at times for stadium noise, if, and if, I didn't like it. If Demar's okay no, with I, it, no, Demar's. I think I think you can use it. I, know. I think there should have been a video pregame, and then you use them once, like 100%. when you need them. Yeah. Once when you need them, you yeah. get down a little bit, big third down. It's like they showed Jerry Rice in DeMar's the Niners here. game, like they kept yeah. showing him. Yeah. yeah, same deal. Nice helmet chain, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Couldn't see him. Couldn't see him. Ball in obscurity. It was the it was the dealer no deal suite. Yep. Oh, Bevel Conway. Niners Cowboys. You know Niners Cowboys for sure. But I also want to nominate the Buffalo Bills uh, aerial view of that stadium. Uh, it looked like a fucking snow globe, man. That yep. thing was gorgeous. There was a, a tweet I had yesterday. It was that picture, and then it was the future of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, dome stadiums. Uh, Minneapolis. Remember when all the snow fell on the uh, the roof yeah. there and it imploded? Yep. That looked like shit yep. on the aerial. Good tweet. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I'll give a viewing party right now. Okay. Tom Brady watching all these young quarterbacks. Um, yeah. Trying to figure out, weigh, weighing the options. Obviously, he's got big bags at Fox if he wants them. Um, but, you know, a lot of people are talking Vegas. And if he goes to Vegas, he's got to play against Herbert. He's got to play against Mahomes. I don't know if he wants to do that. I, you know, I just don't know if he wants to increase the difficulty again next year. Viewing party, Calvin Ridley. Yes. Remember him? Wow. Yeah, he's watching the Jags game. Like, Jag. I can help these guys, and wow. we're going to be pretty good. I think I'll put in a Jags future. <laughs> what was that deal? What What went the other way? Like a late round pick. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Their, their receiver room is going to be stacked because I think Christian Kirk actually played up to that contract. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. Yeah, except the drop. Hey, I might right. bet on those guys next year. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. You just said that? Yeah. Yeah. I said he might play a Jacksonville future. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Huh. Uh, fly on the wall? Yeah, sh- sure. Fly on the wall. What was said when Chad Henney came in the huddle? You know, or what was said when. Hey, I'm Patrick Chad. Mahomes first came to the sideline, and Chad was warming up. Mm-hmm. And Chad didn't go immediately, and Patrick went to the bench, and he came back out. I'd love to know what what was missing. Was yep. somebody not warm? Was the yep. tape not ready? Yep. Uh, that's what I want to know. As always, I want to be privy to those NFL meetings where they're talking about the neutral game. Are they really rooting for the neutral game? Yeah, I do. I think they are. <sighs> I think they are. And they know they got us because we're going to watch, and then we're going to go. We're going to spend. Yeah. Fly on the wall. What are you thinking at home right now? Do you like the show? Yeah. That's a <laughs> yeah. Good you know, do you, are you still listening? I want to go to the guy in the car. Mm-hmm. Do you like the show? Yeah. Drop us your cash tag and your opinions. Yep. If they're positive. I don't have a fly on the wall. Hollow man. Jesus. Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> Yikes, literally. And Tony Pollard now broke hollow. a leg. I mean, like, yeah, you know, stunk. it's going to be a while. Yep. Give my hollow man to uh, Josh Allen. Yeah. You know, there's a few people you could choose from here. You could choose from, you could you could go Dak. I mean, like, Dak, who knows what his, his future holds. Um, Maher. Brett Maher going in the offseason. I mean, just think about, like, your mental health, man. Like, as a football player, it's so um, hard 
to do our jobs effectively. But when you only get one shot and you blow it like a number of times, like five times, yeah, like five times, you get five shots, you blow them all. Uh, and then the off season starts and like, this is your whole identity. Like he can't go play golf with his friends this off season with his like, uh, you know, rich Dallas friends. He can't make the tea time. Somebody else has to make the tea time. So his name's not on it. Cause people aren't going to recognize him. They're just going to see a guy who looks like he's in finance. No, right? I'm, I'm oh, Bill yeah. Maher. I promise. Yeah. Bill Maher. Yeah. Well, Bill Maher at least is a centrist. Little, he can at least, at least, oh, did, yeah, at least, at least Bill Maher can get it down the middle. Um, oh. you know, like, uh, but no, nah, I think that's tough going to the off season. Like everybody you walk past in the grocery store that you're like, do, does he know that I'm Bill Maher? <laughs> 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 that's tough. Hollow man. 33 years old. Probably yeah, can't go back to Dallas. There's not, a, there's not a, a lot of other opportunities. Yeah. Hollow man. Everybody who ever sees me that says Chris. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. I get Howie a lot. Do you? Yeah, Howie. I never get Howie. I always get Chris. I get, hey, how's Chris? A lot. I get Kyle. <laughs> I get Jake. Jake. People call me Jake. Yep. The old wrestling coach from Stab. Yep. Uh, Kenny Chernowskis, state championship yeah. coach. <laughs> he was at the airport yesterday, and the first thing he said, why aren't you flying in a private jet? Like, he yelled it at me across the airport, and I was like, look, I don't know who you are. He introduced himself. I introduced myself. He proceeded to call me Jake for oh. the next hour and a half. Wow. And you never corrected him. No. Sometimes I won't correct people either. That draft no. was now 15 years ago. Yeah. Crazy. We're old. Yeah, we are old. Can I give a hollow man real quick? Yeah, sure. Please. Sean McDermott mm. punting on fourth and two, down 14. That was bad. I hate it. That, I didn't like that either. You've really turned into the fourth down decision bot personified. Yeah. Hollow man, Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Oh, that was bad. But, you know, it's not like they were probably going to win, but yeah. This is unfair, but I had a thought that uh, Mike McCarthy might not know the forward momentum rule. <laughs> Oh, what yeah, are you right. talking about? Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, all these little rules, and I'm sensitive to it because I sat in all these meetings, but the clock runs if you go out backwards. Even or <laughs> backwards. You have to be moving forward. Like These right. are points that are yep. iterate, reiterated, iterated. How about the digs catch? Or uh, it wasn't the digs catch. It was the uh, chase catch mm-hmm. in the back yeah. of the end yes. zone. Caught it twice. Catch or no catch. I mean, yeah. like we don't know. Catch in the middle of the field. But no the, catch I'm in talking the end like zone. just a situational. Yeah, football. just every calls are going to be the calls. Yeah, I got a question. Do you know this answer? Can he no. on his own dive backward? No, you have his own volition. Forward. Dive okay. backward. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you, you see somebody it. coming, you yeah, know, oh, yeah. let me get out. I'll, I'll dive. You know backward. these games kind of sucked. I just want to close the show with that. I <laughs> yeah. mean, like when you think about it, um, they sucked. Yeah, they kind of sucked. You had you had. A game that was a you had a backdoor cover, you had a blowout. Jaguars game didn't suck. You had you know it was just it was okay. Mah- that's an all time NFL moment with Mahomes all time coming back. Absolutely, yeah. that's Jordan esque. It is Jordan esque. Jordan esque. I won't remember it. Uh, next it, year. it was Kobe esque. I got really ripped off when I played with a high ankle. <laughs> they said it was a low sprain. It was the Achilles. Nobody was watching the game. Right. Nobody right. was watching the game. Didn't get a didn't get a pat on the back. Game ball, Waylon Long, four points nice. for the, uh, the the Charlottesville Knicks. That and was like my first dad moment where I was really <laughs> excited for my kid on the athletic uh, field or court. 
That's cool. I'm yeah. looking forward to an efficient four, not a high usage guy. No, some great passes. Yeah, nice. game ball. It usually Kate. gets sticky at that age. Yeah, but he do, keeps yeah. it moving. Oh, yeah. Game ball. My wife, Kate. She's been uh, dealing with Frankie the last few weeks. Who now has two teeth? We got nice. teeth in. Nice. In our house. Congratulations. Nice. Yeah. Game ball. Travis Kelsey. It's really good. All right. We already threw him 14 balls. We don't need another ball. Uh, I hope uh, hope everybody has a great week. Uh, Let me check one more time. Send us your opinions. (laughs) Yeah. Send us your opinions. Take care. Goodbye.